welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. I have pressed the record button like 12 times and I keep just messing up my words on this episode. So we're just going to roll with it. This is going to be the one. Um, I think the reason that I'm struggling with my words is because a lot of this stuff that I'm trying to say, although I'm very, very happy having the conversation, I've never actually had to or tried to vocalise it before. I feel like it's something I've just dealt with myself or figured out myself and sort of like done in my own head. So now that I'm trying to say it out loud, I'm like, oh, I don't have the words. Um, So I want to talk about anxiety and specifically how I've kind of set my business up to support myself knowing that I have anxiety. So I have been dealing with anxiety for a really long time. It first showed up in my life when I was like 11 or 12, although I didn't get diagnosed until I was probably 18. Um, And at certain times in my life, it has been all consuming, controlled everything that I did. And it just felt so heavy. But I have to say for the last few years, I've been in a really good place. I feel like I've very much learned to not control it, but I so much better understand myself. So I know the things that make me anxious. I can kind of pick up on those very, very early feelings of anxiety before they become something bigger. Um, And I just feel like I'm I'm in a good place with it right now. But something I have done is I've built out certain aspects of my business knowing what my triggers are and knowing how I deal with certain things or don't deal with certain things. Um, and there are other things that I did in my business that I then thought, oh, okay, this this is a thing that doesn't work for me, right? So I just kind of want to talk through some of the things that I've implemented in my business. I'm definitely not an expert in anxiety. This is purely from my own experience and totally appreciate that this is not going to work for everybody. But every time I do mention my anxiety, people tend to be really interested and ask me a lot of questions so I thought that it might be a good episode to do. I am also going to do a different one on being an introvert. Um, So I feel like my introvertedness and my anxiety go hand in hand. Like I have this image in my head of them like holding hands, skipping around together, making my life a bit chaotic. But um, I'm going to do a separate episode because although for me they definitely link together sometimes, that's not the case for everybody. So this one is going to be purely about anxiety and how I have moulded my business in a specific way so that I'm not always anxious. So the biggest thing probably, and the one that I imagine a lot of you relate to, is that I didn't do, and I still don't do, networking events, big kind of group things, um, anything where I'm going to need to walk into a room by myself and be like, hi, I'm Gemma. (laughs) Like, even just saying that makes me like, oh. Um, So I remember when I first was looking into how to get clients, um, you know, the question that we all ask when we first start our business, people were like, just go meet people, go to events, walk into the room, say hi, hand out business cards. And I was like, well, I can't do that, right? Um, And to be fair, I have done this on two occasions, like more recently. And I do feel 
I would potentially be able to do it now um, if the situation was right, if I felt the group was the right place. Like, within the right circumstances, I could do that now, but there's definitely been times in my life where I just wouldn't. I would not have done it. Um, like, for context, I had to deliver a presentation at uni in front of probably, like, 10 people. Um, and that was part of my grade, right? Like, it was a certain percentage. And you didn't need to do well. You just had to deliver it. That was the thing. I couldn't deliver. And I was like, I would prefer to get a zero because I cannot walk into a room, stand in front of 10 people and talk. I just felt for me like that was physically impossible at the time. Um, and this was in the height of my anxiety. And I also didn't really know how to express that to anybody. So I literally just didn't turn up, took a zero and risked not getting my degree because I couldn't talk in front of people. So when you say to me, just walk into a networking event, like that's just not a thing for me. So what that meant for me was that I needed to find a way to sign clients that did not involve having to do that, right? Um, I was prepared to meet clients face to face if it was just like one-on-one, -on -one, um, but I wasn't really prepared at that point in the early stage of my business to walk into a room and meet lots of people. So for me, I tried different methods and it was very much about leaning into what feels okay for me. Now, I'm all about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and I really believe that if you're going to run a business, you have to do that. Um, everything is not going to be easy. It's not going to feel, you know, risk-free. Like you are going to have to get out of your comfort zone, but that's different than putting yourself in a state of anxiety. And I think that was one of the first kind of conversations I had with myself was, okay, is going to a networking event going to put me in a state of anxiety? Am I going to have a panic attack by doing that? Or is it just a little bit nerve wracking because I'm new to this kind of thing? And is this the same nervous feeling that everybody feels before walking into a room? So my first point is figure out what personally feels good for you and what doesn't feel good. Determine the difference between is this just nerves or is this anxiety? And then make sure you're not kind of disrupting your inner peace. That's the biggest thing for me is that is this worth disrupting my inner peace over? Now, if you said to me, um, here's an opportunity to go on like Stephen Bartlett's podcast, that would cause me anxiety, but I would do it because to me, that would be worth the kind of anxiety that I would feel personally. But now you could say, go on a stage in front of like a thousand people full of your ideal client. And I probably at this point in my my life would say no, because that for me wouldn't, wouldn't be worth it. So the first one, it would cause me kind of some quite normal anxiety, I would say, to be meeting someone who is a big public figure and to be knowing that I'm going to reach this big audience and that kind of thing. The second situation there would cause me pure anxiety and it would make me very, very ill beforehand and probably afterwards as well. So that for me would not be worth it. So figure out what's worth it for you and then stand your ground. This is particularly relevant, I would say, when it comes to working with coaches and mentors as well. Um, and it might be worth expressing that in the initial stages because certain people, they have one specific method. So if you're working with someone and their specific method is, okay, well, you have to go on stories and you have to deliver to as many people as possible. And that is what they teach. But actually, that's not comfortable with you. I would just make sure you're having that conversation before you work with somebody because when you're forcing yourself to the point where you're not well, like to, to me, that's just like, no, let's not do that. Let's find a different way that works for you. The second thing is I don't work Mondays. So I, like many people, used to get full-blown Sunday scaries. Um, I would be absolutely dreading going into work the next day. 
and I would definitely work myself up and it was that was like the day of the week that I knew I was going to feel anxious and I think part of that has carried into my business now even though I don't have that kind of dreaded I don't want to go to work feeling I do have that kind of underlying anxiety that I feel is just there from so many years of it um and I used to do calls on a Monday and Tuesday and I found myself on a Sunday just feeling a little bit I'm not going to say it was like full-blown anxiety but it was it was close you know it was like a feeling of like hmm like this just doesn't feel right this reminds me of when I used to struggle with my anxiety a lot and I'm not really sure why it was just kind of that feeling of something's wrong so I really leaned into that and listened to myself I didn't just be like oh Gemma shut up just get on with things I actually stopped and was like okay what is it about the upcoming week that's making me feel this way because I'm in control of my own business so I can actually change this and so I experimented with shifting my calls to Tuesdays and Wednesdays instead and it has made the biggest difference and I love what I do I love you know catching up my clients and everything but I think it was just a case of going from zero to 100 too quickly so on a Sunday I've had like a couple of days off I'm like super relaxed I'm super chill and then the thought of going like straight into the deep end and starting my Monday morning with client calls before kind of having chance to you know set my intentions and take care of myself and plan my week and like I, it wasn't it wasn't being eased back in I think that jump straight into work was making me feel uneasy I guess so by shifting them to Tuesday Monday has now become a behind the scenes day for me so I do work on Mondays but I don't actually speak to anybody on a Monday so it's a normally a content creation day where I will write content I might record podcasts I might uh, record reels or um, at the moment I'm running feel good sales club so I record video modules for that so it's a day where I'm super productive and I get loads done and I definitely feel really accomplished by the end of the day because I can see all the things that I've done but I'm not client facing I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time it very much is a day that is run by me and how I feel and on a Monday morning because I don't have any commitments that day I literally just ask myself like what do I want to do today what feels good and then I work based off that and then by Tuesday when I'm back into client calls I feel like almost like warmed up and I'm ready to go. So off the back of that, kind of like point 2.5, if you like, I also take quite a few days off of, um, how do I explain this? Like I don't have any commitments on a Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So five days of the week, normally, I don't have anyone I have to speak to or anywhere I have to be, and I can just be very flowy. Now, I really like having my client calls on a Tuesday and Wednesday because I like I'm fully in the zone um, and I just feel like really good to do those things over two days. What I was finding, and I don't know if this is specifically linked to my anxiety or whether it's it's different, but I found that if I worked solid Monday to Friday, Saturday, I would be trying to relax, I guess. And I wouldn't actually feel fully kind of switched off from the business until Sunday night. And at that point, I'm already prepping for Monday. So I never really felt well rested. I never really felt like I got time off. So what I do now is I start to wind down on Thursday. So I don't typically have any client facing things on a Thursday. Um, I don't record anything. I don't, I don't really do anything where you will see me. I will do things behind the scenes like writing my emails um, I might edit some podcasts and things like that. I might be kind of chatting to people in the DMs and 
scheduling launches, writing sales pages, like that kind of thing. So I'm still working and I'm still busy, but it's very much on my own terms because I don't have to be anywhere or do anything at a specific time. So if I wake up and I'm not feeling 100%, I could just start my working day in the evening. If I really wanted to, I could take the whole day off because no one is kind of relying on me on a Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I take off completely. Um, and what I found is that by doing that and really trying to wind down on the Thursday and then taking the extra Friday off, by Friday, I am switched off. And then I feel like I get the full weekend and I'm super well rested and I just feel completely different. I used to feel like I was working all the time, even though I was taking the weekends off because my brain was just still going 100 mile an hour. So yeah, then take Saturday, Sunday off. And then Monday, like I say, I ease myself back in by doing behind the scenes stuff, recording, making content, and then back into client calls for the Tuesday and Wednesday. And that format, that week just works so well for me. So it's about finding your version of that. Another thing that I did, so number three, that is definitely easier said than done and is going to take some practice is releasing the expectation I had on myself to be everything for everyone all of the time. So what I mean by this is when I used to have my VA business and I have over 20 clients at that point, I think it was like over 25, that was a lot to manage. And on top of those 25 plus clients, I also had associates. Um, and I would wake up in the morning and it would feel like they were all waiting at my front door. Like they weren't, obviously, um, but I just felt so much pressure to be there for all of those people. Um, and these were perhaps expectations that I had of myself, not necessarily that those people had of me. This was definitely an internal thing that I was dealing with. But I would just open my eyes in the morning and I knew logically that I would feel better if I had a slow morning. I took the time to really get ready. I had a nice breakfast, maybe did some yoga, go for a walk. I knew I would feel better if that's how I started my day. And I had every intention to start my day like that. But as soon as I opened my eyes, it was like this whole, this pressure of so many things I needed to do, so many people I needed to show up for, that I just couldn't, I couldn't do those things that I knew were good for me. I felt like I had to open up my laptop before I'd even had a shower to check everyone else was okay. And waking up like that every single day, was so heavy it was oh gosh it was just exhausted I was exhausted before I'd even got out of bed um and also this is when I would kind of get snappy as well like my boyfriend would try and like make me breakfast and I'd be like no I don't have time which is crazy because I start my own business to be in control of my business so feeling like I don't have time and I have to be there for my clients all the time and not look after myself is completely the opposite of what we all want but um yeah it, just, it was a really difficult thing and what I had to do was remind myself that everybody else is not my responsibility and I know that some of you are going to be feeling like I'm speaking directly to you right now but um if your client messages you at seven in the morning and you've planned to go to a yoga class go to your yoga class don't be like oh no my client needs me I'm going to drop everything because if you do that all of the time for all your clients you will get to the point that I was in where you feel like your clients come before you and when everyone else comes before you, you will end up being a hot mess. You'll be overwhelmed, you'll be exhausted, you'll be burnt out. It's not a good place to be personally, but it's also not the place that your business is going to grow and thrive from. So I really had to remind myself, and this was the same when I switched and started um, Virtually Done and was mentoring, but I had to remind myself that my clients are grown ass adults who can look after themselves. 
And if they need me, they can wait, right? Like if I show up and I do the bit that I've told them that I will do, if I fulfill my contractual obligations and all of those things, anything beyond that, I don't have to do. So the way this looks right now for me is I have one-to-one clients and they have Voxer support daily if they need it. Um, I will check my Voxer probably twice a day, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. If they text me on Voxer at like 8 p.m., they know they're not going to get a reply until the next day. And that's okay. I can't feel like the world is going to fall apart if I don't run and be there for everybody all of the time. So I think it's it's partly boundaries, but it's largely just remembering that your clients don't need you. They can function without you. They can live without you. They desire your services because you're amazing. But that doesn't mean that they need to lean on you every second of the day and you need to be able to go and live your life and take care of yourself before you take care of everybody else. My fourth thing is one that I definitely would not have felt comfortable doing in the earlier days of my business, but now I feel very comfortable doing it. And that is being very, very honest about the fact that I might sometimes rearrange a call, cancel a call, um, show up without my camera on because I have anxiety. And this really came up for me when I had a situation a while ago where two people in the space of a week, um, something was happening in my life, my anxiety was flaring up, I was struggling a little bit, and I had to rearrange two calls. Um, And I don't do that lightly. I hate doing that, actually, um, as much as it is my business. And I want it to be like, yeah, my business, my rules. I hate cancelling on people or rearranging because I just don't want to waste anybody's time. I know how valuable time is and I really want to respect that. But there was a week where I was struggling. And so I ended up rearranging two commitments and both people reacted really badly, Um, which, as you know, is going to make my anxiety worse. And... I took the time to kind of reflect on it and kind of figure out how I felt about it and what I wanted to say about it. And I actually shared a post at the time um, on Instagram where I basically said, look, I'm human. Like as much as I want to never cancel, never show up badly, never get emotional, I am a human. And if you book in calls with me, there will always be a chance that I'm going to have to reschedule or cancel. It's not going to be often and I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm going to be very apologetic if it happens, but I'm a human, like things happen. And I wanted to share that, not just because I wanted people to know what to expect when working with me, but because I wanted my clients to know that that was okay. If my client messages me and we've got a call booked in and they say, you know, um, something's happened, like I just need the day off or I'm really not feeling it today. I'm not feeling well or, you know, whatever they say to me, my number one is never going to be, how dare you? My number one is always going to be, I hope you're okay. Like my priority is always my client's well-being, And I deserve that too, right? Like I deserve that from my clients and my clients deserve that from me. So I shared that message and I got really confident and comfortable sharing that message because firstly, I want to attract clients into my world who get that, who get that, although I'm always going to show up the best I possibly can sometimes I'm going to have shit going on and that's just life. Um, And I also wanted people who felt the same or other people who had anxiety or, you know, whatever else going on in life. I wanted those people to know that if you work with me, like, I don't want you to show up in tears having a panic attack. I want you to go and take care of yourself. Like I'm not going anywhere. You know, you don't need to do that. And anyway, I could go on a ramble, but you get my point. So I actually got comfortable in saying, Hey, my name is Gemma. 
I've got anxiety, that might affect things. If that's not okay with you, that's okay. I'm not the person for you. And I got okay with saying that. I also think it's really important um, to show up as a leader in situations like this. Like, I think I would be doing all of you a disservice if I was like, oh yeah, my life is perfect all the time. I never cancel calls. I never get emotional. I never have a bad day. I'm always perfect because then you're aiming for like something unrealistic. And also why would you want to work with somebody who has a perfect life? Because then when you're not having a perfect day, you're not going to feel like you can approach me because I can't relate, right? Because I have a perfect life. So I actually think that showing up and saying, look, I do have anxiety. And sometimes I do let people down unintentionally and not very often, but sometimes it happens. I think that shows that I'm a good mentor, if anything, because anyway, I have a lot to say on this topic too, but we're going to move on so that this doesn't go on for hours. Um, My final thing, I think we're on number five, um, is I automated some of the things that made me anxious or outsourced them. So it might be a good idea to write down a list of all the things that make you anxious in your business. So that could be things like chasing payments or reminding people to sign contracts, or it could be doing sales calls, for example. Look at all those things and find alternative ways of doing them. So if you hate chasing payments, set up an automatic email to go out through Dubsado so that you don't have to do it. It automatically does it in the background. If you hate sales calls, is there another way that you can get people in without doing sales calls? And there are, there are so many ways you could do this. And this is probably going to be a whole separate episode. Um, let me know, actually. DM me on Instagram and let me know if you want me to do an episode on how to sell without doing sales calls. Um, so find the things that make you think, oh, I don't feel good when I think about doing that thing. And find an alternative, even if that means outsourcing it to somebody or, you know, automating it completely to a system or even getting rid of it completely. Is it something you actually need to do? Um, So for example, I don't really follow up with people. So is there something that you can actually just get rid of altogether? So I looked at all these elements of my business and I was like, okay, I hate doing these specific things. Like for example, I hate the idea of getting on a call with someone and then having to say, actually, you're not a good fit for me. So I make sure that people fill out an application form beforehand because then I can look at their application form and I can email them and say whether they're a good fit or not for what I'm offering and that in itself just takes away all the anxiety for me so those are my five things or five top things at least that I have implemented that have helped um I just really want you to love your business and it would be a real shame if you ran your own business which is a huge thing to do by the way um And then you still had elements of it that didn't work for you. I think a lot of us try these kind of like methods that we see other people doing and we get frustrated because it doesn't work for us or we're uncomfortable doing it or it just doesn't feel right, it feels out of alignment. So my advice would just be create a business that works for you. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. I know that for some, if I said to some people, I can't walk in a room and say hi, people would be like, what? Why not? Like, get over it. But for me personally, that's just a real, that's a no-go for me at the moment. Like, I just don't want to go to networking events. Um, It's just something I'm not prepared to do at this moment in time. It would cause me so much anxiety that I wouldn't even show up in the right way. So for me, it's like, what's the point? So figure out what works for you and keep changing it until you get it right. And also, number one is just listen to yourself. When you're doing something or you're thinking about doing something and you start to get that feeling 
lean into that don't just ignore it and carry on anyway or don't run from it figure out what it is that's making you feel that way is it a particular client is it the setup that you have for your calls is it you know a lack of understanding about something is it a comparison like figure out what it is because unless you figure it out you're never going to improve your business and make it something that you actually love to wake up to every day i know i said i was done but i just feel like i need to pop back on and add a number six um so my number six is get the support that you need i cannot even emphasize this enough so firstly like yes for sure get a business coach get a business mentor get somebody who not only can support you in kind of growing your business but someone who can be there through the ups and downs because the reality is whether you have anxiety or not there are going to be ups and downs and there are going to be days where you struggle there are going to be days where it feels heavy there are going to be days where you feel like you're doing everything wrong having a mentor who gets it who has been there and who understands what it's like to just be there for you and be your cheerleader through the good and the bad i can't even like i cannot put into words how huge that is when you've got anxiety and that's going to get in the way sometimes of how you view yourself or how you show up or how you view the work that you're doing if you have somebody in your corner who gets it who can be there who can say it's okay to feel like this or how about we do this a little bit differently in a way that doesn't make you feel this way someone who can just be in your corner and be on your side is oh my god just huge 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 i cannot recommend it enough um but i will say make sure it's somebody that you can be very very honest with because you need to be able to say to that person hey i love this strategy that you're recommending to me but actually that's going to make me feel really anxious and I think that's going to really impact my life. And I don't think I'm going to show up in the best way. So can we do something else? Like you need to be able to say that. The second thing as well is to get a therapist if you can. And I understand that both of these things are a financial investment. Um, but if you are able to have a business mentor who can help you with the business side of things and potentially like the mindset business side of things, and then have a therapist who can help you with the anxiety side of things, those two together having that support is going to help you so so much i always say to my clients like i will be there for you i will be your biggest fan i will support you i will be there to listen to you i'll be there to help you and strategize with you and yes i have like my own experience with mental health i have my psychology degree and masters i know a lot about mindset so i will help you with the mindset and the strategy but that does not take the place of a therapist if you can get both if you're in a position where you can even if it's just um I don't know you have one call a month with a therapist and you have a voxer only mentor or something it doesn't have to be like the full-on most expensive um, investment ever if you can have support from two people like that who can be on your side like it's going to change your life honestly it's going to be the biggest thing because in those moments where the anxiety is like heavy and it's taking over and it's controlling things and that has a knock-on impact on your business you need people on your side who can have your back, who can help you get out of it, who can help you still run the business, who can help you take care of yourself, like all of those things. Having been there when I felt like I was on my own and nobody got it because the people around me either didn't have a business or didn't have anxiety, like everything is so much harder and so much heavier. So if you're able to, I really, really recommend you do that. <laughs>